And, and I'm not completely sold on Patrick Mahomes being, you know, a Hall of Famer. What? Coming up on the Against the Grain podcast, my close personal friend, Dan Patrick, explains why he made a Super Bowl pick this year and looks back at some of his picks from the past. Let's do this. We are cutting against the grain. Against the grain. Against the grain. Against the grain. Now your host for Against the Grain. Against the grain. Here's Andrew Perloff. I love this time of year. Everybody makes Super Bowl predictions. Everyone's picking divisions. And let's face it, most people are wrong. Or you go safe, and you might be right with the Patriots, who usually make the Super Bowl. But let's look back at last year this time. Kansas City Chiefs were at plus 2,900 to win the Super Bowl. That's 14th in the NFL. Of course, as you know, they came a lot closer. I would say they were clearly the third best team, if not the second best team in the NFL last year. Now, last year, the Patriots and the Eagles were heavy favorites. The Eagles, of course, coming off their Super Bowl victory and the Patriots off a Super Bowl loss. Patriots ended up doing it. Now, this year, I spent some time scouring the internet to see what everyone else picked. I got 100 expert picks from The Athletic, TheMMQB.com, CBS Sports, NFL.com and NFL Network, Pro Football Talk, USA Today. It's funny, I had trouble chasing down the ESPN picks, but we're going to go without them. I have 100 picks, and my producer Mario is here. Mario, do you know who is the most popular team picked amongst the experts I polled? Is that Mike on? The Chiefs. Yes, the Chiefs. 33 out of 100 experts picked the Chiefs. Then 21 were the Saints, 14 Patriots, 12 Eagles. I thought that'd be a little higher. And then there was some uh, fun ones. Four Rams, kind of surprised me. There was a Steelers, uh, Greg Rosenthal, NFL.com. My buddy Dave Damashek picked the Chargers. That's a little nuts. Gil Brandt picked the Cowboys. Of course, former Cowboy great, Hall of Famer. There were three people who picked the Browns, including Joe Thomas, who's a former Brown, and my good friend Mark Sessler at NFL.com, who's from Cleveland, so I don't know if that counts. I like that all the former players picked their team. So James Jones went with the Packers. Mojo picked the Rams, who he works for, over the Jags. Uh, it seems a little biased. There was an interesting Vikings pick. Will Brinson from CBS, who was on this podcast recently, picked the Vikings over the Steelers. I kind of like that. It's really against the grain. Uh, Adam Rank, NFL.com, picked the Bears. And this one's really interesting. The ESPN analytics team played out every game via computer and had the Saints over the Chargers. I don't know how the Chargers snuck through. But this is the Against the Grain podcast. If I make my pick, I can't go Patriots. I can't go Eagles. I can't go Chiefs. I can't even really go Packers or Vikings or Bears have good odds. So who is the team with lower odds that makes more sense? Let's go from the bottom. If I'm just going to knock off teams, obviously Miami, Washington, Arizona, Cincinnati, Tampa Bay, none of those teams are going to win it. But if you get into the 40 to 1 range, you have Baltimore. I would put a little money on that, just a little, because I think Lamar Jackson could blow up. You got Carolina at 50 to 1. That is a great contrarian Super Bowl pick. Cam Newton is healthy. I'm all about that. Why would you drop money on that? Why would you take Kansas City at 5 to 1 when you could have Carolina at 50 to 1? You trust his core, though, like his receivers? Isn't oh, dude. DJ Moore. You got Christian McCaffrey. You got DJ Moore. You got Curtis Samuel. I, if, 
if you trust Cam Newton's shoulder, it doesn't matter who's around him. They're going to be good. Keekley's on the field, of course. Another sort of contrarian pick, Houston Texans at 50-1. Now, I know the clowning trade was not ideal. They could have gotten a lot more for him early in the offseason. But, dude, Laramie Tunsil, it's on. Deshaun Watson, that dude just wins. That's a great bet at 50-1. to one. I'm all over that. Then you got Atlanta at 30-1. to one. Oh, please give it to me. Dirk Cutter and Matt Ryan reunited. Look at the talent. You got Julio Jones. You got Calvin Ridley. You got Devontae Freeman. You got Austin Hooper. You got the defenses back. You know I love me some Keanu Neal. I'm all about that as a dark horse pick. And then I think you're getting into the favorites, but one that isn't quite a favorite. It's in limbo. The Jacksonville Jaguars are 25-1. to Now, I think people don't want to pick the Jaguars because they're just not interested in the Jaguars. A Nick Foles-led team, I mean, come on, are you tuning into that? Mario, are you like, oh, man, I got to get home to watch the Jags play the Titans? Absolutely not. I think yeah. what's scary, I mean, you, we were talking about this earlier today, but I feel what scares a lot of people, too, is uh, like a guy like Fournette, that they're going to rely on him, but he's been injured so much in the past. Like, is that something that should scare people <laughs> going forward? Oh, man, fantasy people love Leonard Fournette. He's supposed to look in good shape. He's catching the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, I, I'm not into the Jags, although uh, they're an unpredictable team. That division is unpredictable. Uh, obviously, I would have gone with the Colts for that division, as everyone else did. I love the collection of talent. But I'm not quite there with Brissett. All right, Mario, I'll put you on the spot. Not that anyone's going to care what you say compared <laughs> to Dan Patrick, but who's your Super Bowl pick? I can't ever, ever bet against the Patriots, honestly. Yeah. By the way, it's not really against the greenish. I I do have a real pick out there. I have the Eagles over the Patriots. This year's Eagles team, it's kind of like Dan was saying, they're so deep. It's like that 2011 dream team when they signed Namde Asamoah, but good. They're kind of too deep at every position. They have depth on the O-line. Fletcher Cox is just a monster. They have players all over that defense. Even what used to be weak spots with that defense, like the linebacker spot, now they like their guys. Carson Wentz is healthy. Oh, man, he's got so many places to throw the ball. Great coaching staff. I like Jim Schwartz, defensive coordinator. I'm all about the Eagles. Do you make these picks for your heart at all? No. No, no. I, I rarely pick the Eagles. I mean, uh, in the past, though, you've picked like the Bengals. I don't know. If that's, I you know. picked the Bengals, and they went 12-4 and four that year. They were stacked. I'm like, A.J. Green, Andy Dalton, Tyler Eifert, give me more of that. I was just going on talent. And they had like five Pro Bowlers, and they had a great year. They won the division. Joe Atkins. Yeah. Their defense is so bad right now. No, that's not hard at all. And the Patriots is completely not against the grain. It's just like I am sick of not picking the Patriots and watching that damn Tom Brady, you know, get to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. Forget it. I'm not going against the grain with that one. And you know what? I often make this mistake, and I'm going to admit it. I always pick the team that was in the Super Bowl two years ago or three years ago. I kept picking the Packers after Aaron Rodgers had his Super Bowl run. I kept picking the Seahawks, and I'm totally doing it again. But the Eagles are healthy. They're deep. Uh, their receiving core is awesome. Um, you know Their tight ends are great. Even their second tight end, Dallas Goddard, is very productive. I, I love the Eagles. You're looking at me like I'm picking a hometown team. Yeah. Because, I mean, I have a bunch of buddies who are from Philly, and all I listen to is Philly this, Philly that, Philly this. Yeah. And it just sounds like, yeah, I at spent, this point, it's... I spent, <laughs> I spent a ton of time in South Philadelphia this summer, and I have to admit, it influenced me. The other team I really looked at hard, the Saints. If you look at the Saints' depth chart, you're like, whoa, that is a lot of stars. Defense, all of a sudden, with Dennis Allen as a coordinator, they have a sneaky, really good defense. Because you start with Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport rushing the passer, then you go throughout, and uh, the quarterback, Marshawn Lattimore, is amazing. 
Marcus I, I, Williams. Oh, and Marcus Williams, the guy who tripped against the Vikings or whatever happened there. I, I love the Saints too. So I was kind of debating the Saints and the Eagles, which, but again, I, unlike Dan Patrick, who we're going to talk to in a second, I do not have the best luck with this. I don't know what it is. I think I'm too smart for my own good. Um, I don't have terrible luck at all, but I, I don't honestly believe, like, I don't think forecasting is an accurate prediction. There's a famous academic saying, experts are really bad at predicting things, especially things that haven't happened yet. See, it's a, kind of a joke. You don't yeah. get it, do you, Mario? I know. <laughs> uh, on that note, let's talk to somebody who's a little more with it, uh, my buddy Dan Patrick. Dan, I got to make a confession about your predictions. Okay. In 2008, I was at Sports Illustrated and came over to the Dan Patrick Show project, and I was so excited, and then you came on Letterman and said the Giants were going to beat the Patriots. Yes. I thought you were crazy. Not crazy, but I'm like, I'm what? what's happening to Dan Patrick? Has he lost his mind? That was the ballsiest pick on national TV and that format they've ever seen. Because if, if you're listening... The Patriots were undefeated. Yeah, the Giants were, I would say, a above average team, but not an elite team. What were you thinking? The fact that they played the last game of the regular season, and then I thought, you know, the Patriots—it's a matter of not if they're going to win, but by how much in the Super Bowl. Like that was the feeling I think people had, and I went, you know, the Giants have a great defensive line, right? A couple of running backs. Uh, Eli makes a couple of plays. You have a chance to at least slow them down. I I just thought if the Giants made the Patriots work and start to doubt, then they had a great chance. And I love that front four. Love that front four. And I thought if you put pressure on him, then you may have a chance to pull off one of the great upsets. I don't know if people remember the Giants when they beat the Patriots and it was viewed as a great upset. Yeah. It should have been one of the great upsets because that was an unbelievably stacked New England team. But I I don't know why I said it. Yeah, I mean, you had just left ESPN, too. Yeah. I mean, maybe five months before? And people probably thought there's a reason why I left ESPN because I yeah. was saying crazy things. But I, I just remember in the moment when yeah. I, Letterman said I was crazy. And then I walked, I walked outside because you tape it at 5 o'clock, 5.30, I remember getting in my car, and it was like 6 o'clock, and I'm driving back home, and I'm going, God, I don't know what I just did. But, but then the more I thought about it, I just kept telling people, they're, they're going, the Giants are going to win this game. Somehow, someway, they'll win this game. And lo and behold, they, they, they shocked the world. Yeah, it was so weird, too, when you said afterwards that it was going to be a helmet catch to determine the outcome? I did not say that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did not. You, you I did know, say Eli would be in the grass, but they wouldn't call right. it. I remember that. You know, there's like scientific theory that forecasting is an inaccurate science. Like experts cannot predict things like the economy. There's like literature that sports experts, like say Peter King, for example, the more you know, that doesn't help you predict the future. But you've had, I'd say, some consistent success with your Super Bowl pick, not always winning the Super Bowl, but you always sort of pick a a little bit surprising teams and b the teams do really well. But you know what I mean? Like it's hard. there's so many variables yeah. from week one to Super Bowl pick. So when you look at making your Super Bowl prediction, aren't you like there's just too much going on here? Is it part of it too daunting, or you feel like you have control over the whole season? Well, I do it with sort of a caveat of assuming everybody's healthy here. Yeah, 
you know, if Carson Wentz stays healthy, then the Eagles are going to be a playoff team. Are they going to be winning the Super Bowl? Well, I think that they're they're as deep as any, they're as well-rounded as any team in the NFC. And then in the AFC, I I have my doubts about Kansas City, but my doubts are probably less with them than anybody else. New England, you can't really doubt them because every time you do, they prove you wrong. Right. But I thought I never picked the Patriots in the regular season. You know, when I when I'm looking at the Patriots, it's rare when I go, I'll take the Patriots. I always feel like I need to pick somebody that maybe not everybody is picking. Yeah. But this year, everybody looks at Kansas. I don't think the Patriots are probably looked at as underdogs more than Kansas City. It's one A and one B. Yeah, and I get that feeling, but I, I just the offense is great. You know, they pick up LaShawn McCoy. You got those wide receivers. Ty, if Tyreek Hill got suspended, I wouldn't have taken Kansas City. Oh, he's amazing. Like Tyreek Hill is as valuable to Kansas City as Zeke Elliott is to yep. Dallas. And I did start to convince myself I was in love with Dallas. You really did. Yes, I. How did. close? Really, really close. I, I was probably going to take Dallas if I didn't take Philadelphia. Uh, and then I was going to take the Rams. You know what's funny, Darian? When you talked about Dallas, I had Shea and Irving in my head saying, Jason Garrett can never get this done. Well, if it comes down to a big moment, yeah, Dak Prescott and Jason Garrett against Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson, against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, against Bill Belichick and Tom. Like that, that's what I'm looking at yep. when you have a big game, a big moment. How many times do you look at a team and say, they're going to win this game? That quarterback's going to win this game. And, and I'm not completely sold on Patrick Mahomes being, you know, a Hall of Famer. What? I, I, you were early on the Mahomes. You I were, loved. You were on the Mahomes trade when he was a, a junior at Texas Tech. And I know. now you're not sold. I, I, no, this christening, this anointing of him being the best quarterback in the league. But I, Hall I, of Famer, you don't have to be the best. Well, I want to see what defenses do. I just, I want to see what they do against him and then see how he reacts. Now, he's fortunate that he has Andy Reid. Andy Reid is, you know, brilliant offensively. Um, and I, I just want to see what they take away and then how Mahomes reacts to it. I think he's got a really high football acumen. And, you know, maybe the, the drop is not that far mm. back for him. But Kansas City is – Kansas City always feels like they find the banana peel. Yeah. You know, they're like the Chargers where you go, gosh, they're – they're almost great. Most talent, but they find a way to lose. You always talk also about offensive line. Yes. Uh, when you were thinking the Eagles and the Chiefs, were there other teams where you looked at their O-line and said, maybe I should put them in the mix, like Dallas. the Cowboys? Oh, yeah, don't. I kept coming back to saying if Travis Frederick is right. healthy, you got Zeke back, Mari Cooper for a full season, yep. and, I mean, that offensive line is so good. Yeah, with Travis Frederick. I mean, yeah, it's different. Um, it seems like, according to Pro Football Focus, the Eagles are right there, too. Yes. With Lane Johnson and Jason Peters. So that's that's consistent with your O-line. Well, what I loved about the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl, I thought that that was the best offensive and defensive line on any team. Uh, and it proved to be true. But, you know, the Patriots losing their starting center. They trade for a couple of linemen. I know they sort of have a makeshift line every year, it feels like. They've given Brady weapons offensively. Uh, you got a wide receiver you drafted yeah. in the first round. You got a running back a couple of years ago. You lose Gronk though. Is Edelman going to be great? Is you know? Can you rely on Hogan? I I don't know. You're never quite sure. It's 
I bet against the Patriots during the regular season being great. I, I don't bet against them yeah. being great in the postseason. Now, Rarely, we, except for with the New York Jets. Of course. There's one team that you've, you really have. There are a lot of teams that you have on your pulse on, but the Browns. You, you have a lot of insight in the Browns. When you said today on the Dan Patrick Show that they are not going to make the playoffs, I almost spit up my water. I just think that there's so much hype around this. Yes. The it, reason. It's Baker Mayfield. I know. But Freddie Kitchens, I have mm. no idea. It's like Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. Mm. You know, I had to see Sean McVay. You know, let me see you play in a big game, win a big game. Mm. And, you know, he got to the Super Bowl. But in that Super Bowl, you know, he was overmatched. Matt LaFleur, I mean, he's coming from Tennessee where that offense didn't scare anybody. Yeah. And now you got Aaron Rodgers. Does he handcuff him? Does he? Does he... You know, keep him under wraps, or you just let him go. You know, these and Freddie Kitchens, he hasn't been in this role before. What happens where there's a big game, there's a moment, and all of a sudden you got to make some magic here? You know, that's what I want to see. And Baker Mayfield, will there be a market correction with him? He was great last year. They have all these weapons. Is everybody happy? Is everybody going to be happy? Like, look at Antonio Brown. He hasn't yeah. even played, and he's going to be suspended by the Raiders. Yeah. You just. You know, Jarvis Landry. You yeah. got all the things you need there. I think Miles Garrett might be, you know, could be the defensive player of the year. I think the Browns' defense is really good. It's just strange things happen sometimes with these teams when you just throw all these pieces together and you go, oh, we're going to be great. Look at all the talent we have. We never say, look at all the talent the Patriots have. It's no. rare. It's rare when you go, boy, they got so much talent. System. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. But which would be better for you as a host if the Browns were really good or like what's better? I for want them, them to be. I want them to be good. What if they were bad with that with Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker mm. Mayfield? Like I think Monday morning that'd be an interesting conversation. Yeah, too. but I don't want to see a train wreck. Yeah, you know I don't like to see Antonio Brown be this way. Yeah, I, I, you know, he's he's a guy you've always liked. I think he's got unbelievable charisma. He's yeah. magnetic, but he he became a brand. Yeah, and and he's not a football player; he's a brand. And what what about OBJ? Could you say the same things about close? Beckham? Yeah, close. But he got humbled because he got traded. Yeah, AB took it to the next level, getting traded. He wanted out so he could get paid. Odell Beckham didn't want to be traded, and then he got traded, and they're like, "Oh, okay, uh, I'll show you." <laughs> AB is not doing that. Where I'll show you. He wanted to just he wanted out of Pittsburgh so he could get paid. Beckham got humbled a little bit here. And I yeah. think that that, let me see how he performs by being humble. If he stays healthy, then he'll be awesome. But he's you know, he's gotten banged up a couple of times here. All right, I have three more teams that I'll let you go. The Minnesota Vikings, did you look at them? I did. And they have so much talent, you can't help but look at them. I, I just don't know if I can trust Kirk D. Cousins yeah, in a big moment. Feels weird. Like, you can't picture him hoisting Lombardi. No, and, and, and I like him, but I have to separate what I think of you as a person and what I think of you as a player. And I I just, I need to see it. I'd rather that you showed me and I was wrong. Yeah. You know, and just say, okay, great, good for you. But I I don't know. It just, it, you know, the Vikings made me a little nervous. Well, you were saying you like the coach quarterback. Okay, Falcons? I think they're going to be better than people think. Yeah, I do. You, you said something that you you looked pretty hard at them as one. I of the looked teams. at them to win that division. Yeah. I was looking at them to win that division. I I think they've been a, they got weapons. Yeah, they're sneaky and that Defense division was all hurt last year. Too. Yes. that doesn't count. I I I don't know. Got a yeah. weird feeling that the Falcons might be better than what we think. And lastly, Steelers. 
Steelers, I think, will be better this year than they were last year. How is that? They find wide receivers. Yeah. There's no drama now. Yeah. And that's why I didn't pick them last year because I just said is they're going to go through the big three will have nothing to show for playing. So three potential Hall of Famers, two likely Hall of Famers, and then Le'Veon Bell and have nothing to show for it because of the drama. And now there's no excuses. It's Ben's team. You know, James Conner is not Le'Veon Bell. But you you know that. Yeah. Now can I get my wide receivers to fill in the void? Can Juju Smith-Schuster be Antonio Brown? Can you find another Antonio Brown? And they tend to find wide receivers. Yeah. The defense, I think, is good. I think the Steelers' defense is good. Better. I like, yes. Yeah. Bush is, I think, could be. Yeah, they say he's amazing. He could be defensive rookie of the year. Okay. Uh, if I was wanting to do it against the Grain Amar, you're better at this than me. Give me just a dark horse team. And I'll just, it's only you and me listening right now. Who should I come on tomorrow and be by again? Remember I picked the Bengals that one year yeah. and you got the note from an executive saying, yeah. what is, what is McLovin doing? Yes. Is there anybody like who could, who's smart? It's like the Cowboys are too good. I, that's against the grain, but it's not, they're like the, the imagine if I went to Raiders or the, I think the Niners might be the, the, the mystery team. Are the Seahawks a mystery? Is, well, no, the Seahawks aren't a mystery team. Yeah. The Niners. I, but I'm not sold on Garoppolo. Yeah. I I think that they have – I think they could be dangerous. But if Garoppolo is worth that contract, if he lives up to that contract, then I think you could see the Niners be that mystery team in the NFC. Any chance the Ravens could be a, against the I think the, the Ravens – you know what? It's I think it's going to be feast or famine. They're either going to be – unbelievable because of Lamar Jackson, or they're going to be missing the playoffs because of Lamar Jackson. I think he's that dynamic. And, you know, is he going to be running all the time? How much is he going to throw? Uh, That defense always, it always feels like those games in December. Baltimore Mm. wins a couple of those games that it's just like 17 to 14 or 21 to 19. Yeah, like the tight end catches a touchdown yeah, and there's they a just fumble recovery. And... feel like they stay in games, and that's probably a, a credit to their head coach. So Bengals, I can't do the Bengals. No, year. you can't. Is it over? Is my dream yes, of... Yes, it is. It doesn't feel like there's much of a future there. Probably say goodbye to Andy Dalton. Oh. This will be it. I don't... Well, you mean he's going to go somewhere else and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. Really? Yeah. If that ever happened, can you imagine... Okay, just paint once in there. What if... Case Keenum leads the Redskins the Super Bowl against Andy Dalton and the Bengals. I mean, what? How good a week would that be? You for could me? leave your wife. <laughs> you could. I would be. I'd be. I'd walk off. I'd walk off into the sunset. Yeah, that would be a walk off. Drop the mic. Walk off. Odds aren't great. No, they're not. They're, they're not great for either team. Yeah. If I, I combine their win totals, they probably wouldn't make the, make the playoffs. This no, year. I think we're more likely to get a Jewish quarterback in the Super Bowl, and wow. I don't think that's happening either. Unless wow. Sage, Sage Rosen. Rosen oh no, Rosen. Rosen. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Josh Rosen. Yeah. It's not good. Not looking good. All right, thanks for the time, Dan. Thank you. Thank you, McLovin. Let's do this. Yeah, what are we doing this again? Every, next year. Every Tuesday and Thursday? Next year. Or next year. Either next way. Next year. Either way works. See you next year. I'm free. Okay. Well, thanks to Dan Patrick. As always, we'll see how that plays out. You know, on the Dan Patrick Show, we'll sort of refer back to his pick throughout the year. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I am so fired up for this season. We're going to be coming at you right after week one action with more Against the Grain. Thanks for tuning in. 
Leave a review, rate us, say something nice, say something mean. I don't care. Just listen. Talk to you later.